Welcome to the Soaring Stories podcast, biz bestie style chats for teen entrepreneurs. I'm Anna, the owner of Anna Made Design Co., a handmade greeting card shop, and the founder of Soaring Together. Here, we'll uncover the stories of young business owners and talk about all things creative writing, marketing, and design. Let's go. Welcome back to Soaring Stories. Today we have Jell, and she is a video consultant, a video editor, and she works with actually one of our previous guests, Lucy from My Right Hand Woman. So I'm so excited to get into her business and what she does because it's super fascinating to me. And the way that she edits videos, you can go check out her Instagram page, but it's so different from any other style that I've seen before. So Jell, will you just tell us like, how you got here and what jobs or experiences have led you to what you're doing now. Yeah. So I never planned on being an entrepreneur. I never really dreamed of having my own business. I thought I was going to be an actress for the longest time. I definitely was always very, very fascinated with stories like being told through video. And I guess that was like my love for movies, my love for TV. And so very early on, I was like making YouTube videos, like as when I was like 12 years old, when like, it was not a normal thing for like 12 year olds to be doing. And um, so it was a hobby for a really long time. I tried acting, didn't love it. And kind of was like finding myself between jobs. And when my husband asked me to marry him and like move across the country, I needed a new job. And so someone sent me a course about being a virtual assistant. And that's like pretty much how I got involved with social media. And like very quickly, I niched down to video. And it was around the time that Reels got started. And, you know, a lot of social media managers, like just didn't have the video skills that I had. So I kind of niched down and started just a video service. And I was like, let's see, like, you know, and it kind of took off. So yeah, that's kind of how I got my start. Um, I could ramble on and on. So I'm just going to stop. But, you know, feel free to ask any other questions if I left anything out. Yeah. So you said that when you were 12, you did the whole YouTube thing. How did you learn other than that, how to edit the videos? Was it all self-taught? When I tell you, I might've watched like three tutorials my whole life. Yeah. I just, I I don't know if it's like my ADHD or what, but I just like did not have the patience to really learn. I was like, I'm just going to learn by doing. Um, And so, yeah, I literally like from 12 years old to now, like I will just go into an editing system and like figure it out. Um, I think it's very intuitive and like Lucy has told me this she's like you just have like natural like gifting to know like when to stop a clip and put the music and I think that really was intuitive but in terms of just like learning the different softwares like I I would just play around with it for the longest time and so a a lot of things I learned was like when I was making my own content Um, you know try things out and then I would take that and like use it my client videos but Yeah. I mean, I've never taken a course or anything. And so people are like, really? I'm like, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I guess that's uh, for some people, like, I I guess, but like if I, I, I've taken other courses and other things that like completely stress me out. And so I guess it's just one of those things that comes a little bit more naturally to my brain. That makes sense. And I guess if someone is teaching a course, they'd be teaching you like their specific way of doing things. And if you have your own way of doing things and you have this creative vision, you probably are like, that's not how I want to do it. I want to do it this way that I kind of see in my head. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And, you know, I, I, I definitely do have a style and, you know, sometimes 
I, I've, I guess I've learned throughout my business that like certain people are going to be drawn to that style and want to work with me and, you know, other people are not. <laughs> um, and I, I really do look at it as like a form of art. And now that doesn't say that like, I can't adapt to a brand's messaging, to a brand's visuals. I very much do. And like, you might not even know it's me behind, but I just the way that I prefer to tell a story and like the way I prefer like a vlog to be set up. Um, I guess it's very anti-traditional or like what you'll generally be seeing because I believe intuitively like well I know that someone's gonna stop the scroll because they're gonna be like wait what was that and people say that all the time with like my videos or sometimes my client videos they're like whoa like and so I guess that is like the way to be like stand out or be memorable and like I guess my secret ingredient is that like I try to edit in ways and I'll sometimes I'll change it like I try to edit in ways that just like aren't typical like, mm -hmm. or it's like a format that is not like a format that you generally see. And so that's kind of, yeah, how, how I like to do things and shake things up. But so do clients send you like a whole long, big video and you're choosing like, oh, I'm going to add a cut here or tell us about how you bring that skill of video editing and then create it into something that's client facing and you're working with clients to do it for them. Yeah. So before I even edit a video, I will have a call with my client. I will have a bunch of ideas ready to go. In the beginning of the quarter, we'll kind of go over goals, go over like what the next three months are going to look like. But also like, you know, in January, I just did a lot of like my annual meetings, like, okay, what's our goal for 2024? And so there's a whole strategy component before obviously like I'm editing a video. Um, and so it depends on the client. I've tweaked my systems depending on like their needs, their schedules, but generally like we'll get them the call. I have the ideas, they prove them. And then I tell them exactly what I need. And they'll send me like either clips from their phone, they'll share an album with me, or they'll literally get on camera and film something that I need. Um, so it just depends on the video, but I'm very much telling them like the assets that I need so that they don't even have to like make the decisions themselves. Because for so many people, like ideas and like conceptualizing is one of the hardest parts some mm -hmm. people can uh, just execute and you know I do have offers where I just give the ideas and stuff like that but for most people it's like both they're like I don't want anything to do with it from start to finish like handle all of it so yeah that's pretty much the general flow and rhythm I have with clients so I had an idea I put out on my Instagram asking the people who listen to this podcast does anyone want to be the subject of like a brainstorming session or having you tell us like what video idea would you recommend for this business? And <laughs> the one I ended up choosing is something called the career club. So it's three girls who talk to people in marketing and finance and they do these live sessions and then they record it on their website. So it's oh. a completely free service where they're just having like mass mentorship with people in roles that like teenagers, people my age are looking and like, oh, I want to go into marketing or I want to go into finance or whatever. Yeah. So if you had to, putting you on the spot here, <laughs> give a couple ideas for this career club Instagram, what would you say to them? Yeah. I mean, if so there's three of them, you said, right? Yes. It's, I feel like the couple of things that come to my mind is like some pinned posts. And so like an introduction of like all three of them, and it could be something cute, like, you know, you could either like interview all three and like kind of cut it up and like make it fun that way. Or you can do like some sort of funny trending audio with like, 
each person and like what that person's personality or like what they kind of bring like to the team. Um, so some sort of like BTS get to know these three women would be really, really like pivotal. And I would like, again, pin to the profile. Um, and then another one, I guess like just some, like I, if my clients have any form of long form video, I always will try to utilize that. Um, because that's so much content right there. So I would actually take, um, you know, whatever they're putting up and cut it down. Maybe you don't want to, it's kind of an overkill and it doesn't always perform the best, but um, it also gives it like, especially if like it's something you're doing consistently, it gives someone like a visual and be able to see like actually like, what this will look like. And like, they're more likely to go to your profile and actually click the link and go there if they can see what they're kind of getting into. Um, so again, like not making that the punch, like, the whole content strategy, but definitely part of it. Um, and then like, I would say like maybe like a talking head um, on a subject that they go deeper in, you know, on um, on their long form, but like a quick, like digestible, uh, I don't want to use too many like industry words, but like top of the funnel kind of content where like you'll, you'll talk on the subject very, very vaguely and generally so that, you know, a lot of like different high schoolers or younger people would be like, oh, this is something that I'm interested in. Then they'll go to the profile, see that this is what they do. And they actually go deeper into these topics. Like, and then, you know, they'd be more inclined to go. So those would be like my first, like top three, like ways I would do it now, depending on who they are, you know, if they're trying to reach young people, I would say definitely keep it light, keep it fun. Um, like, don't be afraid to like, show you guys like messing up and like like showing the very like human element um while also like balancing you know like maintaining your authority but I think with the younger generation you could get away with doing a lot more and like making the videos way more unpolished um if you were like you know targeting boomers like it, I would like slightly you know pivot that but I, I still think for social in general um any fun content really, really reaches to like all demographics um and I would also like be on TikTok too, if like you're really trying to reach high schoolers and that's like a whole other thing. But yeah, I mean, we, if obviously they're not on, but like, if, I mean, if they also have any, any questions, like a DM me and I could, you know, give them some tips, but yeah. That. I did see that they, I think just today or yesterday, like started a series where they would go to their school and then interview people who had been on the sessions and with the little microphone. And I thought that was so fun to watch um, so fun. because they do have that like local community of people who are tuning in. So I love that. I love any sort of like street style or just like video, of like random interviews, like even people just like walking the streets, like those are always fun. But then to like go back specifically to the local community and like interview people that like you've interacted with are also really fun. Yeah. I mean, I just think they're so like the list of possibilities are just like endless, like especially when you have a team and you're reaching I don't know, like high schoolers. I just feel like you get them in the videos. I actually volunteer for a nonprofit with high schoolers and I run the social. Um, and I'm like always like doing like trends with them. And like, I'm always making them get in the videos because it, it just like also takes, like it makes me not to be on camera all the time either. Um, but it's always so fun. And they're always so down and excited to like be part of it. And so I think it's a really cool way to kind of give back and yeah, have them be part of it. So yeah. One thing I also saw you do that I wanted to ask about was you do, my guess is probably most of your clients 
are not in person, but I saw that you did a recent in-person shoot with a client. Oh. So tell us all about that and like the planning that went into it. And then how do you choose locations and all of that? Yeah. So in-person shoots is something I started doing in 2023 and they honestly are like amazing. Now there's a place for like remote and virtual work. Like so many of my clients, like, you know, do run virtual businesses, but if you can, you know, do, you know, for someone in social media, if you can do like a quarterly shoot or like even like once a year kind of shoot with a client, it's so helpful to them because now they just have this massive bank of B-roll, of footage of them. And so many of my clients are like, my husband doesn't want to film me walking the street anymore. Like he's tired of it, you know, or whatever. And it's like, I'm fully like your right-hand gal the whole day. Like, um, and so it's just been really, really collaborative. Um, it's been really, really fun just to meet someone in person too. Like just like that in-person touch of like meeting another human is like, unmatched uh and so I will plan the shoot like fully from start to finish so I usually go to Philly or New York simply because like that is just what I'm closest to and I have family in New York um I haven't really traveled to anyone yet um you know I'm open to it though but so I'll I'll pick the location um depending on what they want like I just did a recent one for Lucy and she had more of like a modern brand and so the Airbnb like we're very uh just mindful of that and so that like airbnb just like in terms of like what the kitchen looked like what the bedroom looked like you know the the ceiling fixtures like literally like some of them were just like uh oh, it's like a little bit off we need some more black and white too much color and so helped her with that and then i may i make a whole schedule like from you know 9 a.m to three o'clock like what videos are going to be recorded i usually am working with these clients already on a retainer but if i'm not um, I just, you know, I do some of like the onboarding stuff that I normally would do. So I have like an intake form and all those kind of things. Like make, I want to make sure I understand your brand before I even meet you. And then, um, yeah, so we, they approve all the ideas. I put it on a schedule for us and then we just film. And then I give them, you know, a certain amount of videos. And then again, they have that bank of raw footage that they can either pull from if they're not working for me or with me on a retainer, or if they are working with me on a retainer. I will have the content to you. So I, I did one with Lucy and we're already on the second month and she hasn't had to record anything for me again, like a second month in a row. So that's like a huge help to business owners. Um, yeah, I, I love them so much. Like I literally have so much fun and I'm like, I just want to do more of these. <laughs> um, so yeah, but I, I was hesitant to offer them at first because I just thought, well, no, like people don't want to do in-person stuff like that's why they're virtual they're traveling whatever and but lucy's a digital nomad and she yeah. literally flew to philly and she was like no, no no like it is really really valuable like yes i want to be like remote 99 of the time but i'm more than happy to have like an in-person day like the same way someone would do a brand shoot i think people are realizing it's also just as valuable to do this for for social media mm -hmm. so after you do that maybe you're like, I don't know, however long that day is that you're doing and you're getting however many clips that you get with them. How long does it take you to edit a video from like importing the clip to then finally having the the draft to send over to your clients? Yeah. So I am horrible at knowing this answer. And so many people ask me, but what I found is like an average, a good average is an hour. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes a video will take me longer 
you know, it just like really depends. Sometimes a video takes me like two seconds, but like if a, a client is sending me, I mean, okay, for my, like for the in-person shoots, maybe a little bit shorter because I'm not having to download any clips. It's right on my phone or whatever. Um, but if a per, like a client is sending me like a holiday office video and it has like 50 different clips on, and I use Google Drive, that takes me forever to download. So like, that's like a huge part of it. So it just depends. But for the in-person shoots, a little bit shorter. And I usually, because I was there, I already kind of like know in my brain too, like what I want to use. Cause like, I've seen the clips, obviously like I made them where if someone was just sending me stuff, I would have to kind of go through it and review it a lot more deeper. So I, that was a, a, like a great answer. It's, it's just really hard. And also depends like on my energy level and things like that. Um, but as you'll notice, like with my, my videos and why like my clients hire me is like, we're very rarely doing the quick trendy kind of like long text kind of videos. Like they are highly edited. Um, they don't always look super polished and that is like strategic, but they are like, you know, I am taking out the ums. I am taking out the buzz. Like, you know, I'm going through it very, very thoroughly. Um, and then I'm adding the music and then I'm making interesting cuts, like whatever. So it just takes time. Um, so yeah, I guess, I guess an average is an hour, maybe a little less. And you're not putting like those little cap cut ones that you make in two seconds where it's like the meme. And then, cause you see that all over social media when a, when an agency has like so many clients, they have to do that very quickly and get all that content out. But yep. No. Yeah. And it, that's why, yeah, it's just very different. And so like, sometimes people like look at my prices and be like, oh, wow, that's a lot. But I'm like, I'm not making the kind of reels that you're thinking. And like a lot of times, like my clients will make those kind of reels on their own and great. Like now we have a higher posting frequency, but they're hiring. And they say to me all the time, like, even though sometimes the longer, more curated videos don't always, you know, have the most reach or visibility, they do convert. And my clients have all said across the board, like the ones that like, you know, a person is like on the discovery call and they're like, I just love that one video that you did on this. And it's like, they said nine times out of 10, it's a video I've made. And that is like, so I, I like to say like a lot of the videos that I make, I think are with conversion in mind. That doesn't mean like I'm not prioritizing brand awareness and things like that. But I just think naturally, like those kind of videos are speaking to that, like the human emotion of that person and like, just like connecting with them. And like, it's usually like, um, just like a little bit more of a thought out idea, I guess as well, if that makes sense. So. This is probably also like a hard question to answer, but if you had to take like an average day, maybe someday that this week, what are you doing? What are you working on? And when you're not editing videos, what other tasks are you doing to work in the business? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, I actually communicate with my clients a lot. So I will be on Slack, sending voice memos. Like they're actually like running ideas by me, like all the time. Like, what do you think about this for my new newsletter? Yada, yada. Cause I'm very much like the right-hand person, like to their brand as well. And like, yes, I help bring these business ideas to life through video. Um, I'm very much just like in the weeds with them and like have just been a, like a, I guess a central part like of their team. And like, that is very much what I like to, that's the kind of place I like to be in. Um, if I'm not communicating with them, I will be trying to post on my own account, although I've been super, super, super lax with it. Um, and I, yeah, I just have kind of taken a break, but usually I'm focusing on my own account. 
Um, if not, I actually am like emailing a ton. I don't know why, but I always find myself in my emails. Editing really takes so much like mental energy or like coming up with the ideas or like prepping for a call. Um, but like anything creative really, really takes a lot out of me. So on those days too, I'll just like make sure to have like a lighter schedule. And so I won't, like if I'm editing, I'm not going to book calls. Calls like also take the life out of me. Like I very much want to be hundred percent present with my clients and you know, whatever. Um, and then like, I, I do notice like if I'm getting really worn out, I will try to be very intentional to just being like, yes, like well rested, but like just fueling my creativity and like there's a lot of different ways that happens sometimes it's like just a walk sometimes it's a movie or whatever it is but when I'm just like prioritizing like putting technology away and like being in the world I know it sounds like very like I don't know like woo woo but like that is actually part of my work sometimes and it just depends like sometimes it happens like monthly sometimes it's like every couple of months but like there's a couple of days where I'm just like doing like admin stuff and like I'm not editing I'm not doing anything because I'm noticing like the burnouts coming and so many people say to me like oh my gosh I made like three videos and like I couldn't like I was sleeping all the next day and like it really really is so exhausting work um so I yeah I just have to be mindful of that but yeah those are like basically like admin stuff responding to inquiries getting on sales calls you know things like that too um I'm not always so great at like wearing all the hats of an entrepreneur like that you should be wearing. So working on just like time management and things like that too, because it's very different than like working a corporate job. Yeah. I always find myself procrastinating, like editing these podcast episodes or making the clips out of them because it takes like a good hour of focused work. And I don't want to split it up because then you're like, oh, where was I at this point in editing? But yeah, yeah, definitely relate to that whole thing of like, I need the focus time to do this task. Oh, yes. It's so true that like, I don't want to split up editing. Yeah. And so I guess it's like, okay, getting ready for like, and, and also like with the procrastination, like, well, you know, you're about to like take on a massive task for a long period of time. I really procrastinate like answering a message on Slack, right? Like, so yeah, but we get it done, right? Yes. Yeah. You seem like such an organized person from the Slack messages to like scheduling those in-person shoots to anything else. You must have like files that are organized too. If you're having all these different clients, were you also this organized in school and with assignments and that kind of stuff? Whoa, absolutely not. And I'm not organized in my house, but yes, I get this all the time from my clients. Like, oh my gosh, you're so organized. And I guess it's a very strong reaction to like knowing myself and that like if I'm not this is going to be chaos and it's not fair to like bring someone else into the chaos so like I will very much organize and do what I need to do to make sure my clients lives are easier but I mean my desk at school was like always a mess I was always like that person that would buy a planner and use like the first page and like never use it again. you know what I mean so mm -hmm. um yeah and I think it helps like, I guess it just came natural too, in terms of like, well, I need to be able to like get this content to someone. So like, how am I going to do this in the smoothest way possible that like, there's not a ton of back and forth because like, I know, like, I've, I, I guess I've been around some other situations where I'm like, oh, wow, like that could have just been done so much quicker and more efficiently and whatever. And so um, I realized like not everyone does it like I do, I guess, but 
I, I, I guess I just don't know with that. Like, I just don't know how mistakes won't happen and like chaos won't brew if like, I'm not putting everything in an organized Google folder. And like, we're not using Asana with all the ideas because it's like, I mean, for some of my clients, for some of my clients have been working them for over a year. Like that is so much content. And that's like at least 10 videos a month. So like, you know, I can't just be slacking them videos and like hoping that they could, like, in, if you want to reuse content too, it needs to be there organized for them to be able to go back and like repost a video or, you know, whatever it is. So yeah, I guess the answer is no, I've not been organized and I do it for my clients. <laughs> That reminds me of photographers too, because they're like, oh, I have like, I don't know, three backup SD cards for a wedding or whatever. And even if they're more of the creative type, who's not as interested in being organized, they know like, I can't mess up these photos. Otherwise the whole wedding day or that whole branding shoot is gone. It's exactly that. Like for their craft, like the creative would be organized, but don't ask them about the things that like what their room looks like that day. Cause it's probably like really messy. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like, honestly, a lot of people that I know that are like very creative, like I am like say the same exact stuff, but like, yeah, my business pretty, pretty organized. Like, I mean, I don't like in terms of like bookkeeping finance and all that kind of stuff it's like yeah no that's that's a mess and we're gonna outsource that to have someone organize it but in terms of like what I do every day we'll organize it so yeah (laughs) as we're wrapping up I'd love to ask you just like what are your business goals for the next year and where do you see yourself going because I think that's always interesting to hear you're doing this now but where do you see yourself in the future yeah so I don't know and that's like I'm in a weird place where you know I'm wanting to experiment on my own account um you know I'm wanting to try new things I'm w- wanting to kind of shake things up a bit but I don't know exactly what that's going to look like and it'll be fun to like you know listen to this in a couple of months and see where I am but I mean, I very much want to stay in the social media world. I, I think I, I like it here. I think I have a place here. Um, I just, you know, in terms of, I guess it's like the entrepreneurial like mindset in me, but like, I just don't know exactly. And and I and I think something with video. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't know exactly like what my offers will look like or what I'll be exactly doing. Um, but I know like, I guess the you know what I generally do will say the same is like I really want to help brands tell their stories and share their mission like through video and help them you know bring it to life through video but yeah I guess the specifics of it how that works out how I'm going to help people we'll see TBD um yeah and I also just want to start like a goal of mine I guess is also just to start some sort of like lifestyle account um really just for fun as an outlet and kind of see where it goes because I've been you know making videos was a hobby for me for a while like just a passion driven thing and you know when you monetize a hobby or in a skill like it could sometimes just like diminish creativity so I want to be able to kind of just have that place where it could be super creative and you know have no specific uh metrics to have to you know kind of guide my framework or anything like that so yeah, we're gonna just, and we're also gonna take breaks on social when we need it and not fully worry about it. And yeah, my own marketing is gonna be a little bit more of a roller coaster than my clients, but sorry, this is a little bit of a tangent, but it's just with me, 
it's like I could put one really great video out a month and that it works for me because like I am simply marketing the fact that I can make you good videos and it's not like and I can have five people be like oh my gosh please make that for me and like get on my roster right then and so like that has worked for me it will not work for my clients so I'm a little not like it's a little bit just of a you know yeah it's a little bit of a different situation um so I will just embrace that um not feel guilty about that not think I'm being hypocritical or anything like that because it just works for my brand so yeah we're gonna take more breaks <laughs> yeah I love that perspective and everything you said so if people are wondering wanting to go look at these videos that you've been talking about can you tell us where to connect with you on Instagram and then also your website yeah, of course. Um, so my Instagram is gel Raquel, G-E-L-R-A-Q-U-E-L. And my website is angelicaraquel.com. And so I'm always on Instagram. Um, I always tell people to send me a voice note if they want to connect. Um, but my Instagram is, uh, my, my website is where you can just learn a little bit more about my story. You can see my portfolio, um, and it's a beautiful website designed by my good friend, Hannah. Um, and so, yeah, I launched that in May and I'm just like always so excited to tell people to go to it. So please go to my website. Thanks for listening to this episode of Soaring Stories. If you want to stay connected until next week, join my newsletter at the link in the show notes. And if you haven't already, write a review of the show on Apple Podcasts.